Fast Model Sports is the world's most comprehensive, versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and iPad to providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. It doesn't stop there. Along with FastPro, they have other great programs such as Fast Scout, which helps coaches create clean, professional scouting reports customized for your team. Fast Model is trusted and used by all NBA and WNBA teams, 85% of Division I college teams, and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills on their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Coaching You podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir, and today, Garrett Temple, NBA player. We don't have many NBA players on, but Garrett is a personal friend of ours, Zach Kendrick and mine from uh, from Louisiana, from Baton Rouge, an LSU guy, uh, and he's been a longtime friend, and I think you'll understand why. He's one of the smartest, most well-rounded individuals I know, and whenever his career is done, and it ain't done for a while... Uh, I think we're going to see him involved in the NBA for years to come. He's just an incredible human being, and I think you're really going to enjoy this. So after this timeout, come back. Garrett Temple from the Brooklyn Nets up next. Let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high-repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind in the basketball shooting machine industry that enables players and coaches to stay connected, design and upload training exercises, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is, without question, the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. Don't forget to mention Coaching You and receive $300 off on your next Dr. Dish purchase. That's right. Mention Coaching You or the podcast and get $300 off your Dr. Dish. An incredible guest today, Garrett Temple, a dear friend. Uh, the reason I'm sitting in Baton Rouge today is because of him. Uh, thank you, my brother. And uh, a great NBA player the hard way. Former LSU star who's now with the Brooklyn Nets. Welcome, G. How are you, my friend? 
What's going on, Coach? I really appreciate you having me. I'm doing great, man. Still living the dream. Oh, yeah, you and me both. Uh, so uh, <laughs> fast forward, um, uh, the last time we got to see each other, you almost hit the ball into my yard on the golf course there. <laughs> uh, but but you, you're a terrific golfer, but more importantly, uh, you're, you're like a renaissance man to me because you come from a great family. Uh, you know, you're a very bright guy, and – You've worked your ass off your entire career as a player and now also now preparing yourself for post-career. You know, you kind of check all the boxes. Is that something that happened because of, you know, your great parents growing up and the great leadership you had at home? Definitely, definitely. I think my dad, I don't think my dad definitely instilled in me as well as my mom yeah. um, to be whatever you Put your mind, whatever you want to do, be great at it. And uh, whatever task you have at hand, um, do it to the best of your ability. My mom was really big on being well-rounded. Mm -hmm. So um, making sure you um, do a lot of different things, not just focus on just sports, not just focus on just academics, but, you know, have a have a personality that people, you know, are drawn to, um, you know, be a people person and be able to do a lot of different things. And um, and then obviously my dad was really both of them, but my dad especially was really big on hard work. And uh, he, he really just showed us uh, and, and had us doing a lot of hard work when we were younger, where we could, um, you know, really not take anything for granted when we, when we got it. You know, uh, you're my, my, uh, <clears throat> my daughter and you went to LSU at the same time. And uh, yeah. I wish she had married you. God would be, rich, <laughs> would be rich now. God. Uh, but, you know, but uh, you know, and, and you know, the thing that uh, always impressed me about you, you know, every time I'd get together and see you anywhere uh, in the league or whatever, you, you always, you know, you always had your stuff together. And, and, and then we got to spend a lot of time as, you know, your career's going really well. You're getting good contracts. And all of a sudden in the summer, you know, you're in both programs that I, you know, consult with, with the Players Association. One, you know, to prepare yourself maybe to be a coach if you want, you know, post-career. Or the other one, to be our leadership, you know, of the in the league, to be in the front office, to be a general manager, whatever. What, what, you know, and, and on top of that, you know, you're a super smart guy that already had a master's degree on top of it. So you're always into preparation, both as a player and post-career. Uh, what was the dream? What was your thought back then? Yeah. So, and I have to, I have to let you know, I wish I, I had, I've started on my master's. I haven't gotten it yet. Um, but I, you know, I, I want to be involved in basketball some, some way, shape or form when I finish. Yeah. And everybody has always talked about, you know, the transition is tough, especially if you don't know what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to take advantage of the programs that our association, our union puts together for us. And, um, wanted to see what, what, you know, what I, what I enjoy doing. So I tried the coaching, I tried the broadcasting and I tried the leadership. And as you've probably known now, since I've been to the leadership, uh, three times, I want to say I'm, I'm really, uh, interested in the front office, um, and being, maybe being a president or a GM one day, that's something that, that really has caught my eye. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to make as many, uh, relationships as I can, uh, along the way, luckily I've played on a bunch of different teams, so I've been able to make a lot of relationships with those people in the front office positions um, and owners. So 
that's that's my end goal. Uh, and hopefully I have a, you know, three or four years down the line when I have to think about it. But whenever that day comes, I want to be ready to be able to um, make that transition. You know, Garrett, one of the, I told you a couple of times you're going to have a very hard decision to make uh, in that you have what I call kind of a triple play in that, you know, you can be a broadcaster, you can be a coach, or you can be in the front office. That's a tough decision. Some guys have no options. You have all three, I think, which are the ideal ones for players. Uh, but if you, when you went through the leadership program three times, that automatically qualifies you for a master's degree. So I'll make sure <laughs> I'll make sure that we get that at LSU for you, uh, because no that's an MBA. But you you'd be a phenomenal front office guy, and you you hit it on the head. It, it is about relationships, right. and and I and I think it's not just the relationships with the players, but with the other people in other front offices. And I that's why I encourage our players to really take leadership roles because this is your league and you've worked so hard to build this league up as a group, as a, as a union. And now if we can control some coaching uh, and if we can control uh, the front office, you know, eventually we'll get to ownership too and have exactly. pieces of teams, exactly. which is the, you know, the ultimate, I think for us, but you know, you played for some guys that, uh, you know, one of my favorites, one of my favorite players I ever drafted and coached in Doc Rivers this past year out in L.A. Talk to me about Doc Rivers. Yeah, Doc is amazing. I mean, I I had a teammate uh, that uh, played for Doc for a while. He was drafted to the Celtics and Glenn Davis and then played with him, won a championship with Doc and then played with him while he was with the Clippers. And um, And just you hear things about Doc, you hear what type of coach he is. Um, but until you get there and see the um, the influence he has on the players, the way he's able to uh, motivate guys, the way he's able to have a rapport with players, he's uh, he really checks all of the boxes. Not to mention his amazing X and O work. You know, um, after timeout plays, or you always seem to get an open shot, and it may be the simplest play, but they always seem to work. So the the ability for him to you know check all the boxes as a coach. Um, in terms of relationships, motivation, and X's and O's, uh, it, it, it shows you why he's one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, I, I really believe that. And one of the things I think of, and you know, I, I love about Doc is that he's always learning, but he, at the same time, he's always sharing. You know, he came and, um, you know, he's spoken at my Coaching You events in the summer out in Las Vegas many times. And one of the things that he said a year ago uh, that was one of the most powerful things I've ever heard in coaching, but really powerful because I know him and I know Austin, his son. He he taught our coaches, and I think you'll love this. He said, as a coach at any level, high school, college, or pro, you should teach every single player on your team if he was your son or daughter. And I think, boy, wow. isn't that powerful? And if you did that, you would be so much better coach because it would. What it would mean is that you would love your players, and not be pissed Very off. So. Not be pissed off at them if they missed a shot, turned the ball over, some stupid thing that doesn't really matter. You know, love them and unconditionally. And if you did that, what a coach you would become. And I, when I heard him say that, and I've known him since he was 19 years old, and <laughs> my eyeballs went open so wide. And I just said, that is, that's such a nugget, so powerful, you know. 
when you came into, when you left LSU, the first thing you did, you were undrafted. You know, right. you were a terrific college player on a really good team that won. But, you know, uh, you went to the Final Four, correct? And, and yeah, freshman you, year went to the Final Four. Yeah, and yet you don't get drafted. And as a kid, you know, you come from a family, you know, your dad was a great player and stuff, played in the pros and stuff. And, but now you, you don't get drafted. What was what was going through your mind at that point? Well, honestly, I honestly didn't expect to get drafted. Uh-huh. Um, I was always I was always an under the radar guy. Mm-hmm. Um, even on my high school team, we won two state championships. Um, I was the second best player behind Glenn Davis, and um, you know, on, on, in my college team, I, the most I've ever averaged in co- on a college season was maybe eight points. So I was never a guy that got a lot of fanfare. And I was okay with that. Um, so when it came to being drafted, I didn't expect to get sure. drafted. Makes I sense. Was a, I was happy to get, um, you know, the workouts, the, the amount of workouts that I got in order to, you know, guard Steph Curry, guard Danny Green, guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to defend a lot of guys, Ty Lawson, the people that I, were in my draft class. So yeah. when I didn't get drafted, my thought process was, okay, what, what next? And, you know, my agent, I talked to my agent at the time. Uh, and we had a plan right away after the draft was over, and we agreed to a contract. Uh, to We agreed to go to Summer League with the Houston Rockets, and I, I felt comfortable with that because that was the team that offered me a workout, uh, my first workout, um, draft workout. So, And I had been there three times that summer to work out, so I was excited about that and just felt like, okay, what's the next step to try to you know make my dream come true? It was never – anything about I'm down right now because maybe because there was no expectation, but also I've always been a a guy that is very solution oriented. So whenever something doesn't happen, like, like it's expected, or if it doesn't happen, you know, then it's always, okay, what next to, to try to still reach your goal. I love that. I love that. We're going to take a short time out. This podcast is brought to you by MetPro, a world-renowned concierge nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle coaching company. MetPro is a proven platform to help people transform their bodies. Metabolic profiling is a process that allows MetPro to get a baseline to see exactly how your body is responding against a very specific set of variables. Their experts are trained to take those results and translate that into simple action steps. What you should eat, how you should train, and what your strategy should be to obtain your goals. MedPro's coaches are not only educated experts in their field, but they're empathetic to people that have demanding schedules and often stressful lives. They will work with you one-on-one to help you identify the best nutrition and fitness strategy that is going to work for your personal goals and lifestyle needs. And as a Coaching You listener, you can receive a complimentary metabolic profiling assessment and a 30-minute consultation with a MetPro expert. To claim this offer, head over to metpro.co slash coaching you. Again, that's metpro.co slash coaching you to receive your free assessment and consultation with a MetPro coach. Hey, back with our Coaching You podcast with Garrett Temple. We talked about going over to Europe and playing. Now, when you finish your year there, what's your thought process? Summer League again? Yes, so I go to Europe, and uh, when I finished my year in Europe, which was actually my third year as a pro, 
when I finish my season there, uh, I go to summer league with the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Cleveland Cavaliers in uh, in two different summer leagues, the Orlando, then Vegas. Right. And then I actually go to I go to Miami for about a month. The whole <laughs> month of the whole month of September, I'm in Miami working out, and this is right off of their first championship with LeBron and D Wade. So Ray Allen's there now. So get to see the work ethic he has and the work ethic of, you know, three or four future Hall of Famers and the big three and then Ray Allen. Um, and I go to training camp with Miami and I'm the last cut on the literally is the last day of training camp. So wow. it's then at that point I was I had played well enough to make the team. Uh, basically, everybody expected me to make the team. It didn't work out. Uh, and at that point, that was probably the, I guess, lowest point in terms of what do I need to do to try to stick in this in this league. And uh, my dad was there, coincidentally, was there that day. So we went out to eat lunch. And, you know, again, it was the next, what, what next? What do we have to do next? So went to the D League with Paul McKeskey, yeah. uh, who, was my assist, who was my assistant coach my first year in the D League. He was the head coach in Reno, uh, signed with the Reno Bighorns and um, played about nine games there before the Washington Wizards uh, – call me in for a workout and um and then i've been in the nba since that's that's a that's a really quick uh nine games and back in the league that is fabulous who's coaching now <laughs> in washington at the time at the time randy whitman yep. was coaching washington and i actually got called up to the wizards for a workout me and chris quinn and uh wow they actually didn't sign either of us that day so i i, I had to take a a flight back across country, oh. kind kind of upset. I, I can admit I was very, I was kind of upset because I had brought a big bag and everything. Yep. Um, pl- played two, played one or two more games in the D League. Went home for Christmas break to surprise my family with a small duffel bag I had. And uh, on December twenty third of twenty twelve, I got a call from Tommy Shepard, who's the who's now a, a shout out. Congratulations to Tommy for getting that G- GM job. We love Tommy. Uh, we love Tommy. Got a call for him from him and um he called me up and said we actually we do want to sign you so all i had was a duffel bag so i went up there with a duffel bag they had to they had to ship me the rest the rest of my bag um and you know the d league the d league it's a not a lot of money out there so i had to pay for the shipping and all that so (laughs) we have to give tommy that bill we have to give tommy that bill i can't believe he didn't pick it up boy especially now making big money as a gm president that is a you know that is such those are the great stories of the league how and that's that's why you have so much gratitude right for you know your path very much so that's why um you know you can I never take anything for granted because of where I've come from in the NBA uh in the D league the grind I had to do um two years in the D, the D league going back and forth 10 day contracts and then during the lockout season, my third year went to Italy and then coming back and getting cut. And, uh, you know, so when I, when I made a team and when I signed multi-year contracts and to the point where I signed, you know, multi-million dollar contracts, I, I definitely, you know, never take any of that for granted. And, I, I um, I cherish it all. I remember, uh, in one of our programs, uh, during one of the summers a few years ago, uh, we were together and you were at the verge of changing agents and I remember uh, you were going to go to Mark Bartlestein. And am I correct? Yes, sir. Yes, you and, are. And I remember, and I said to you at the time, I said, I've dealt with Mark a lot. 
done a lot of deals with Mark. And uh, what I can say about Mark is that I've done deals with him when he represented a CBA player making $800 a week. And he was the same uh, when I did a deal where David Lee was going to get $79 million for five years. Exactly. You know, he exactly. the same effort, the same intensity. And that's a great agent. And uh, he's a great person, terrific agent. And, and, and that's really helped your career, getting someone like that. What was the thinking, because uh, I know the way Mark thinks, is that, you know, of why Brooklyn for you? Well, there were some other teams interested, but of Brooklyn yeah. probably had the, uh, the best option in terms of ability to play. Mm-hmm. If I did what I was supposed to do in training camp, and um, obviously the, the the chance to compete at a high level uh, in meaningful games, and uh, at at this point in my career, that's something I definitely wanted to do. Um, so, not to mention the amazing organization. You know, that's one thing that people talk about it, but it's still not nearly as. I mean, the, the the Brooklyn organization has transformed tremendously. And the vibe that I got when I first went up to the practice facility after I agreed to sign was something that I've never been a part of in my life. I played for San Antonio. I played for the Rockets. I played for the Clippers. All great organizations. But the vibe I got with the Brooklyn Nets when I went up there this past July um, was something very different. And... uh a lot of that had to do with the owner, Joe Sy, who's now the majority owner. Right. Uh, so the things, you know, the things that they have that we have cooking up in Brooklyn are, are very special. And it starts from the in- inside, from the top down, I should say. You know, and, and, and that's what I think some people that are listening would say, what do you mean? There's only 30 organizations. They're all worth a fortune. How could they all not be phenomenal? But I understand completely. I've been with the team that's worth the most money value-wise in the league, and I've worked, and they're all different. And mm-hmm. what makes Brooklyn so unique and special in your eyes? Well, I think, you know, it's something that I learned when I was in San Antonio. Uh, I played on, this is going to be my eighth different team. Wow, um, that's great. Yes, crazy. Uh, so San Antonio, I learned as a rookie how things are should be done, in my opinion, in the NBA, the, your owner has uh, has a vested interest with the team. Obviously, he um, he takes it seriously. He hires the right the the right people to run the organization, and he allows them to run it. And the people that he hires hires people. So, Sean Marks uh, has done a tremendous job of hiring people around him, hiring Kenny Atkins, and obviously and hiring a great um, physical therapy team, a great uh, medical team, as well as the coaching staff, just the, having the right vibe for, for a team that you understand what type of players you're, you want to have on your team. So you get the coaches that will coach them well. Um, I think just a, an entire group effort in terms of how you want to move forward, and it's not anything uh, sectioned off. You know, the owner may talk to the equipment manager, just as long as he'll talk to the general manager, you know, and it's something, it's a, it's a very family oriented atmosphere. Um, and when you do that, it's like you said with, like what doc said, you know, you treat people as family members. And when you do that, they, they understand that you care about them, not just because you play basketball, 
but because, you know, they want you to be part of the family. So you're going to get a chance eventually to play with Kevin Durant, okay, who, you know, just wore you guys out in with the Clippers <laughs> this year. I mean, it was a for a first-round series, It was, he carried them. I mean, you beat them twice at Golden mm-hmm. State, which is like unheard right. of. And then, right. but that guy was a one-man band almost, and how great he was. And he was on, and I hate to say it, he was on his way to his third consecutive playoff MVP. That's how great yep. he was playing when he, before he got hurt. But talk about what, what your expectations are playing with him first, and then we'll talk about Kyrie. Yeah, so first of all, it's, uh, it's great not to have to guard that guy. <laughs> um, there's a clip where I was guarding him last year in the playoffs, and I couldn't have done anything besides poke him in his eyes, anything different besides poke him in his eyes, and he still hit a shot on me. Um, but to be able to see uh, to see him up close every day, um, you know, to be able to be on, like I said, the side where he's scoring the most unimaginable um, shots on for for my for my team is going to be great. He's probably, in my opinion, the most. I mean, obviously, this is arguable, but in my opinion, the um, most talented scorer ever because of his size. You know, you, you, seven there foot. Is nobody really. There's right? nobody else six foot eleven yeah. that can do what he can do, um, and score in the amount of ways that he can score. Uh, and you know, I mean, he's he's just tremendous. And and obviously, going to Golden State, he he improved defensively as well. And turned into a guy that really is a, you know, triple threat, uh, being able to rebound, defend, and score, obviously. So, yeah, so I'm excited about it. Oh, I don't blame you. And so, um, and how is he doing right now? I know, he, you know, he's, he's obviously he's a year of rehab, but have you seen him and stuff? Yeah, I've seen him, definitely seen him. Saw him right when we agreed. Uh, he was in New York. And um, also, uh, I'm out here in L.A., and he's been out here rehabbing, so seen him. Went out to eat as a team, and uh, so he's around, definitely Good. around. That's and, great. Uh, That's great. Definitely involved. Hey, let me t- ask you about uh, the other addition. You know, incredible addition besides you and Kevin Durant was Kyrie. <laughs> Put you in the same breath with those guys. Talk about right. talk about him. What a talent he is. I mean, he's he's if not he's one of if not the most talented scorer at the point guard position. You know, you got a guy like Steph that can shoot lights out and can score in so many different ways. But, you know, Kyrie's ability to handle the ball and um, finish, his ability to finish. I mean, people liken him to, um, what's his name that, that was from, that played in D.C.? His ability to finish the basketball is honestly second to none. Uh, and then his ability to knock down shots and big shots at that, you know. Somebody that had never been in the finals before um, until LeBron got there when he was in Cleveland. He made big, big shots, you know, big shot after big shot. So uh, he's not a guy that just does it when he's not, you know, when he's on a team that doesn't win. He obviously has done it on the biggest stages and his ability to score along with KD. um, But even without KD being there the first year, is really going to put us in position to win a lot of games. Talk talk about a couple of the guys that are left over from uh, last year's team who are one of the most versatile teams in the league. Some of your other players on your squad. Yeah, I mean, it's so many great young guys. Uh, 
you know, Karis LeVert is a guy that I liked since college. And to see him up close, so smooth, has a great knack for putting the ball in the basket, um, great handle uh, at, at about 6'7", at six, six, you know. Uh-huh. Um, Joe Harris, probably the – he's definitely top five in the league in terms of a shooter, uh, but also a lot more athletic than people than people would assume. Um, can really get in the paint and finish as well. Uh, I hope he does a great job. Hope he makes the USA team and then does great in China. And then Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, he's a guy that I remember when we, when he was younger. You know, he didn't really play a lot in, De- in Detroit. Right. But to see, to see him blossom the way he has in Brooklyn and become the player he's become, uh, way way more athletic than people think. Uh, can really score the ball. Um, has a great body, uh, can defend, um, but can really put the ball in the basket. He's, he's going to be great as a as a sixth man for us coming off the bench. You know, being able to uh, play through him is going to be great for our team. So, I mean, he I mean he's he's the type if he plays, you know, next year he's the, he has a chance to be sixth man in the year. That's the type of talent wow. he has, in my opinion. That's great, and the big kid Allen from Texas. Uh, now I think going into his third year, <laughs> of course, uh, yeah, block shots and. You know, really good. Big time shot blocker, very athletic. Um, can act, can handle the ball, do a lot of different things offensively that you know you haven't seen yet because of the because of uh, the team and uh, what you know. Obviously, what happens with teams, and he's just went into his second year, just finished his second year, and also um, Rody. The uh, he's going to be a second year player this year. Um, overseas guy, second uh, three three or four. Very, he reminds me of a young Andre Karolinko. Um, wow. the mentality he has, defensive mindset, and just the toughness. Uh, so we have a lot of guys that from last year that are gonna obviously be very, very big parts of this team, and uh, they have that, that foundation that we can build on. Uh, that's that's fantastic. We're gonna take a timeout, come back with Garrett Temple in one minute. Let's hear from one of our latest sponsors, Max One. As you know by now, Max One is the all-in-one coaching app that allows your team to train, communicate, and stay organized all in one easy-to-use spot. With all these useful features for one low price, I can't emphasize enough the value Max One can bring to your program, especially as the summer months heat up and you continue to plan your off-season. I know how hard it is to keep your athletes engaged once summer hits and your team starts to head in different directions. I'm confident Max One can solve these problems for you and keep your program connected to help ensure you run the most effective off-season as possible. Max One allows you to create individualized workouts for each player on your team with videos attached and deliver them right into your athlete's phone, eliminating spreadsheets and paper handouts. And you can then combine these workouts into an entire off-season program tailor-made to fill the weeks leading up to your season so that your athletes stay in the gym all summer long. You can even track your athletes' progress on the Max One leaderboards to see the work your team is putting in, keeping everyone on the team accountable while encouraging a culture of competition. I also love how the calendar feature allows you to keep everyone in your program on the same page. Workouts, schedules, open gym, or tournament games can all be organized via color-coded schedules, ensuring your athletes are in the loop with details on whatever events you have planned this summer. To learn more about how Max One can help you run your program this offseason, head to their website at go 
MaxOne.com. That's go, M-A-X, one O-N-E, dot com. And schedule a free 15-minute demo with a Max One program specialist. As always, mention that Coach Brendan Sir sent you and receive a special discount if you decide to purchase. Again, visit www.gomaxone.com right now to schedule a free demo. You won't be disappointed. Hey, we're back with Garrett Temple from the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, Garrett, you've had an opportunity to play for some phenomenal coaches. What are some of the traits of some of the guys you played with? You know, you haven't played for Kenny Atkinson yet. We know he's you know fabulous coach. But talk about uh, Pop and, and some of the other guys that, you know, Doc and some of those guys. You mentioned Doc before. But talk about Pop, what it was like, uh, you know, to play a little bit for him. Yeah, I think you mentioned it with Doc. I think what Doc said is so is so right in terms of being able to, you know, coach your players as if they're your kids. I think that's the biggest thing Pop uh, did. That's the biggest thing I took from Pop. He he treated you as if you were his son. He treated you as if he re- as if he really cared about you as a person, not that not because you played basketball for him, but because he he cared about you as a as a human being and wanted you to be a better man. You know, wanted to help you become a better man. Um, wanted to learn about you. Um, cared about what you liked, what you didn't like. You know, um, still to this day, he asked me. Am I saving my money? What am I doing? How's my family doing? Every time we play against them. Exactly. Um, I think the biggest thing is just about building relationships to where players believe in you. So whatever you have them do, whatever play you want them to run, they're going to do it to the best of their ability because they believe that you believe in them. You know, they, 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 they trust that you care about them. So they're going to, you know, the term run through a wall for you. So if I run, if I will run through a wall for you, of course I'll go, come off this pick as hard as I can for you, you know. Um, of course, I'll go set a screen. Of course, I'll blue, uh, send a, send a, you know, defend somebody as hard as I can for you. So when you show that you really genuinely care about people and you hold people accountable, I think that's another thing that's very, I wouldn't say underrated, but uh, in today's day and age, um, you know, with prima donnas and with social media and people being hyped so much, you know, for a coach for a coach to hold, players accountable and obviously in a situation where players are getting paid more than coaches for a coach to hold players accountable. That's something that's very uh, big in my eyes. And I think it goes a long way with other players as well with the rest of the team. You know, the biggest thing about pop when he got on Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili, just as hard, if not harder than everybody else, everybody else fell in line because there was nothing else. If if he's going to get on three hall of famers like that, you know, as a rookie, you know, <laughs> on a 10-day contract, I may be playing in Poland if, if I don't get my stuff together. So, That's great. Um, you know, I think his account, first of all, showing that you really care and building that relationship and then holding people accountable are the two biggest things a coach can do, um, especially at this level. You know, uh, the, this past year you played for Doc, but before that you played in Sacramento. Was that Dave Yeager? Yes. Give me give me one or two things about Jaeger that make him special. Coach Jaeger, uh, first of all, his X's and O's are very underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, he's great at drawing up plays and reading a game, uh, making making adjustments in game. You know, some coaches are just very, um, you know, stubborn or hard headed and just want to stick to this one thing. And obviously, you can see Coach Jaeger leaving Memphis and coming to 
you know, that, that grit and grind type style and coming to Sacramento, we ran up a lot more than, than uh, they did in Memphis, but also in game, uh, you know, adjustments. He's really good at that as well as obviously just drawing up great plays out of timeouts. Um, and then his demeanor, he doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. Um, he always has, always has a positive attitude. You know, he, he's going to yell, but not anything crazy. Not going to get any, you know, not going to get too far off kilter with his players. Uh, I think that that's something that really uh, makes him special. What about uh, this year in Memphis, JB Bickerstaff? JB, you know, you never want to talk bad about an organization, but I think um, I, I love the hire of what Memphis, you know, who Memphis hired. But JB is probably the best relationship coach I've ever been around, especially at that young of age. He understands how to um, cultivate and build those relationships with his players in order to be able to hold them accountable, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. And he, he, has, a, he uh, has a great knack for allowing the, letting the players understand that it's not personal but I'm going to get on you. I'm going to tell you this is what it should be. And then we move on and we clown and joke as if nothing happened because it's never personal. It's all about us being better as a team. Right. And I think he, he did a great job of that. And that's probably his big best attribute, in my opinion, just being able to probably because he's younger and he played, but being able to relate to players and being able to get on players and uh, build those relationships without um, a player thinking it's, it's, it's a personal attack. That's, those are excellent. Hey, talk about your role uh, with the Players Association as a, on the executive board at, with the PA as a VP. What what are you trying to – and what is the union trying to do? What are What's the role for their player – for the players? Yeah. Man, I really don't even do nothing. No, let me, let me do <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I uh, uh, you know, I was um, honored when they voted me in as a uh, vice president. Uh, so my role – Honestly, we we have monthly conference calls with Michelle about different aspects. Uh, Right now, there is no there is no, um, you know, CBA nearing uh, in in, in the next, you know, next year or anything like that. So right now we're just talking about, you know, when that does come up, what they may want to trade for or what what the what the owners may want, uh, what they may want to lock us out for but right now it's it's um a situation where obviously the one and done rule is something that's a hot topic and we're trying to figure out if we need to you know do something uh, as soon as possible or maybe wait um but we just talk about you know talk about programs um talk about things that players have problems with whether it be officials or uh if, if they want other things during the summer, if somebody was to say, we want to learn more about, um, you know, this certain business, uh, these, these certain business opportunities. Uh, for example, tech wasn't this, at that big of a deal five to six years ago in terms of our player association programming. Over the last three, four years, it has become a great, a, a very big deal because a lot of more guys are trying to invest in tech, which is very smart. So, so, uh, so who do we have? You know, we, we have, do we like have Andre Incadala, yourself, Steph Curry, who love tech. Who else? Uh, yeah. Anyone else? So Steph is Steph is not on it anymore. Andre Iguodala, myself, Chris Paul is the uh, president. 
Anthony Tolliver. Um, we have uh, a few new guys, Jalen Brown. We have Paul Gasol, CJ McCullum. Oh, good guy. Uh, good, great guys. And Bismack Biombo. So we have a, great. which is great to have Powell and Bismack on it now. Sure. Because before Powell, there were no in- international players on it. So to have Powell and Biz on it, it obviously allows them to represent uh, something else. And Africa is going to be so big in the future, you know, uh, with, you know, the league we're starting there that the league is going to own. And, uh, you know, I think that's fabulous. Um, talk to me about uh, one, you know, player, NBA players I've found are the most generous people I know by far. And uh, mm-hmm. both uh, with their time, which is very valuable, but and uh, you know their influence, but also with their money. Uh, talk to me about <laughs> something that you and uh, uh, you know several of your friends have gotten involved with, Hoops Two O, which is you know I, I think it's just an incredible, incredible thing that people aren't even aware of the problem. Right. So, uh, Hoops Two O. Uh, it's a play on words, obviously, basketball and um, H2O, which is water. Uh, it's something that Chris Long started something, a, a water initiative uh, in the NFL called Water Boys. And he wanted to bring it to the NBA. Uh, it was an, an, an initiative to provide clean uh, water to uh, East Africa. So what we do is raise money to... Uh, fund wells, freshwater wells uh, to be built in areas where there are no water, where, you know, uh, people have to walk miles and miles and miles to, to, to get water. And most of the time when they get to the water, it's contaminated and it's dirty and it's really it should not be used as drinking water. So uh, he reached out to Malcolm Brogdon, who they know each other through Virginia, University of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Malcolm reached out to myself, Anthony Tolliver. Uh, and his two other Virginia alums, Joe Harris and Justin Anderson. And this past year was the first year that Hoop 2-0 um, uh, started. And we raised enough money to fund, I want to say, three wells. And um, three guys went over to Tanzania this past sum- this summer, uh, I want to say a month and a half ago, sometime mid-June, to, to actually see what... Uh, work was actually being done on behalf of Hoops 2.0 and to see the wells being built uh, and the people were able to help. Uh, I plan on making that trip next summer. Um, and it's something that is just, you know, very much needed. Uh, you think of water and it's really the life source of everything, everything. So uh, to be able to provide that to people that don't have it is something that um, is very, very important. And uh, like you said, it's, it's, it's so you know, so many people don't don't know about it. Uh, it needs to be more aware. Yeah, I, th- I think it's uh, I think it's great. But having been around for thirty plus years around NBA people, um, I just know what their heart and their heads are about, and they're special, special human beings that uh, I'm privileged to and honored to have been around. And uh, my friend, you're certainly one of them. I thank you for. Uh, helping bring me to Baton Rouge and to being my friend. <laughs> and, uh, and and uh, is there any way that any of our listeners, of which we have a ton, can uh, donate it all to Hoops H... I'm sorry, Hoops 2 
Yes, you can go to the waterboys.org website. Okay, is that a, is that a B O Y S or or is it a B O Y Z? W A T E R B O Y S. Okay, yes, perfect. Sir. Okay. Dot org. Okay, and they can go on there and possibly make They can a donation. go on there and donate. Fabulous. That is fabulous. Really appreciate it. My friend, I appreciate you taking so much time out of your uh, personal off-season schedule in L.A. And I uh, can't wait to see you when you get back before you m- move to Brooklyn. But, uh, w- you know, we're re- Zach and I are just so thankful that we were able to join us today. And I know our listeners are. My friend Garrett, thank you so much. And we look forward to visiting with you soon. Appreciate it, my Thanks friend. Thanks a lot, Coach. Appreciate you. Hey, I, I want to remind all of our listeners, um, hey, go to waterboys.org. Okay, and look to donate if you can, whatever it is to this. Those less fortunate, water is such an incredible thing. You know, I know we need it at Flint, and I know we need it in Newark and other places, but, you know, our other brothers and sisters overseas, make sure we help them too. So it's a little uh, thing I want to remind our our listeners to, waterboys.org. And remember, uh, you can go on at any time to coachingyou.tv, order your videos, catch up, get in your learning before the season, $249, unbelievable education to make your career take a boost, okay, and go upstream, okay? And now, coachingyou.tv. Till next week, this is the coach, Brendan Sarah.